This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bet and Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. The US Open reaches the final stages and to preview the men's and women's finals this weekend over in New York. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by my co-host, tennis betting journalist, Sean Calvert. Sean, uh, the, hats are uh, lined, the hats are all lined up behind me. Take your array of hats because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take them all off to you and what has been a... A fantastic US Open for you. Tips and winners left, right and centre. And last time we spoke, uh, you nailed it again on both of the semifinals in the men's draw. Yeah, it's yeah, another another successful day, wasn't it? It's just it's just sometimes it's just one of those tournaments that sometimes you just get them. They just they just the winners just keep coming. Other tournaments, you know, <laughs> you struggle. Uh so as I said before, I'm absolutely delighted to to take a great fortnight when it comes along. You know, we don't get these these grand slams I, everything everything i've said really in the last most of the last 14 days has, has kind of come in so that's you know it's absolutely really i'm just delighted about the whole thing really yeah yeah well anybody's been watching or listening to the podcast or the youtube show will be cashing those tickets left right and center after the tips that you gave uh if you didn't watch it the semi-final sean gave Alcaraz to win three, uh, TFO to win his first set, which he did, uh, plus money. And he also gave Casper uh, Rudd to win three sets to one, which he did as well. Uh, myself, I went over both games as well, which both landed as well. So it was four picks uh, on the men's semifinals and four winning picks. Um, on the future market, uh, it, it's it, I'm, I'm looking in good shape. On what has been a pretty poor tournament for me. Uh, this will make me probably win it small if uh, my tip Carlos Alcaraz wins it, and he goes into the favorite, into the into the final as the favorite against Casper Ruud. Um, Alcaraz, you said here, put more on, didn't you? You said I put did. More on. I did. I, I, I wasn't a moron. I, I did put more <laughs> on, but now you know what. I'm starting to worry a little bit. I, I'm starting. Oh, yeah? I'm a little bit concerned going into this final. We'll come on to the reasons why. But let's before we okay. go, let's have a look at the odds with Bet Rivers to win the US Open title. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz is minus 225. Casper Rudd is plus 185. The handicap is three and a half with Alcaraz minus 127. Rudd is plus 105 on that market. And the total games are pitched at 39 and a half. Sean, you, you, mm. you sometimes get a bit clouded when you have a, a future position and you think to yourself, oh, he's going to get beat or I'm going to lose this here. That could be why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking. But from, a, from your perspective, you haven't got no financial interest in this final as yet. Um, mm -hmm. What do you think of those odds? Well, it's the same odds as, as the pair of them were when they played in the Miami final. It's it's, it's roughly one to two, isn't it, for um, for Alcaraz, I think. Um I think it's about right. I, th I think your only concern, if I was in your position, and I'm, I've got I've got money on Alcaraz outright. The only thing that would worry me is is, is the possible fatigue. I'm not. I think mm -hmm. it's a really. I think it's a, a really good matchup for Alcaraz. Really, um, as I mentioned in the previous shows, if, if you've got someone like Rude who likes being really deep 
defending deep, you know, the drop shot is a, is a great weapon to have. And Alcaraz has got a really good one, um, as well as the power off, off both wings. I think the only thing maybe you could say that Rude does better is, is perhaps the first serve. Um, perhaps Rude's got a better first serve than Alcaraz. You could argue that. But other than that, I think I, I wouldn't be as worried about, about much in this, in this matchup. I think it's obviously going to be a nervy one, the pair of them, but everything that's at stake, not only the first Grand Slam for, for either of them, but the number world number one ranking as well. So there'll be some nerves flying about. That's one element. But, you know, if I was in your position, the, I'd just be worried about the amount of matches that Alcaraz has played. But if you're looking at it purely on a tennis match, it's, 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 it's Alcaraz for me, definitely. That's exactly why I'm worried, Sean. I mean, I agree with pretty everything you said there. I think he's a much better player. The way the, the styles of play match up, he was very dominant in that Miami final. He was also dominant on clay in Marbella early in their career. He's obviously got better yeah. now. But the fact he's played three five-set matches, an epic five-set matches. I mean, he's saved match points in these matches. There have been twists and turns. It wasn't as though it was a, a set where they were quite relatively easy sets. They were hard, four tie-break sets, really tough matches. Yeah. And my concern is that that he's going to run out of gas. And we did joke about it. We've mentioned it, you know, when we were 19, we were playing football and going out in the, in the early <laughs> hours and coming back in the morning. But we joke about that. And a 19-year-old should be able to deal with the physicality a lot better than that. But it's mental pressure as well that I'm worried about. This boy's 19. He's going for a grand slam, tied to his first one and that world number one as well. And that is the concern for me. And Rude is a grinder. He, you know, he's a grinder. He's, he's, he's just maybe a little bit wily, a little bit more experienced, obviously playing in a, in a major final before. And that is a concern mm. for me, whether it's enough of a concern to see me wager as a hedge, I'm not sure. But if my mind is, is, is a 20% of my mind thinking, you know what, Nigel, you, you've got to hedge this position. Would you, in my position, would you hedge? No, you wouldn't. Um, I, 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 I just, I just think the nerves is a two-way street, isn't it? I think I think Rude is going to be really nervous as well. He even said after the after the Sharnoff match, he said, "Oh, you know, I was nervy. He was nervous." And that was a semi-final. You know, this isn't a guy that plays big matches often. He's, he hasn't won anything bigger than a two fifty. You know, he's, he's played in the final of Miami. He's played in the final of Roland Garros, but you know, he, he didn't win either of those matches. Um, and he, for, for him, I just think, you know, for, for Norwegian tennis, imagine that what that would be, a US Open champion and a, and a world number one for Norwegian tennis. All this stuff's going through his mind as well. He's going to be equally as nervous. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd hedge. I might, it may be in play. If I saw something in play, then, then yeah, possibly. But if you're asking me about the pre-match prices, I, I don't think I would, uh, to be honest. I, I, I just think okay, they, they have an extra day, don't they, in these, in, these, in these slams. It's not like the Masters where you have to play you know, sometimes you play in like Rome and Madrid and stuff. You play to really late and then you play in the next day. That's obviously not the case here. You've got a little bit of time to recover. And he's a fit guy. He's a strong guy. I I, I just think, I think he's going to be Alcaraz. I really do. Yeah. Uh, do you think it'd be easy to look at the set betting? Uh, the set betting 3-0 Alcaraz is plus 220. 3-1 Alcaraz is plus 275. And 3-2 for the Spanish superstar is plus 420. Um, you've been pretty good on the... The set predictions. Where do you, how, how do you see this one going? I'd be tempted with the minus one and a half sets if that's if that's an option mm-hmm. uh, on the sets handicap. I, I, you know, as much as I say Alcaraz is probably okay and physically, would you fancy him if it went to a, another five setter, sort of late in the fifth? You know, then you might see the fatigue kind of starting to to add up. But I, I just think Alcaraz can get this done in either three or four. So I, I think I don't know what the price is on minus one and a half sets on. On, on Alcaraz. Just odds on. It's four to five English money, minus 120. Oh, sorry, five to six, uh, minus 120 
uh, in American okay. odds. I'd be tempted with that. I, th- I just think he's a much better player than than Rude. And, and the only thing, it, this is adrenaline as well, isn't it? The adrenaline will get will probably get him through. I should think. Um, yeah. So. I, I, all things being equal, I know they never are in a Grand Slam final, um, but I'd definitely be tempted with the the minus one and a half sets there. I think, yeah. Yeah, obviously, um, he's going. If Alcaraz does win this one, he becomes the world number one. It looks as though there's a sort of a, a gradual changing of guard in men's tennis now. Nadal, obviously, towards the end of his career, Djokovic, yeah. a few question marks about him whether he can come back to some kind of levels. Let's have a look. I'm going to I'm going to pull this one on you now. We haven't <laughs> spoken about this, but it's, I think it's quite an Go interesting on. point. You know, we look. I'm looking at the the to win the uh, Australian Open already for next year. Uh, yeah. Djokovic is plus one fifty. Then uh, Daniel Medvedev about two seventy five, and Alcaraz is available at five to one. Rafa Nadal is eight to one. Do you think that if Alcaraz wins this tournament and goes in as a US Open champion, do you think now we see him? I think he should probably be a lot shorter than five to one. I'm looking at the price now, thinking I wouldn't mind a bit of that. Other bookmakers as low as three to one. But mm. um, do you think now we might be looking at Carlos Alcaraz dominating the men's game if he gets that Grand Slam under his belt? I think it's probably a bit early for him to be dominating, but um, I don't. I'm not sure I'd back him to, to to win the Australian. It's obviously very different conditions out there for him. And there's, I don't know whether Djokovic is playing. Is he? I'm not sure what the situation is with him regarding that. Is he not allowed him back into Australia? Well, I, I think I don't know what the rules are now on, the, on that. But uh, if if he doesn't play, then five to one is a tremendous bet. Yeah, if he doesn't play, then he got Sinner as well. You know, he was only one point away from beating um, beating Alcaraz. Um, looks a lot fitter now than what he was about a year ago. I think I think I'd be perhaps interested in maybe thinking about Sinner, but he he doesn't again he doesn't have a great record against Medvedev, so it's it's a difficult one to say at this stage. But I, I think Alcaraz will will dominate at some point. I don't know whether it'll, I think it's probably a bit much for him to expect him just to win major after major after major uh, with the quality of the players that are around at the minute. But um, yeah, he's certainly in my view he's probably going to be the most dominant player over the next sort of five ten years. If we look at uh, the Bet Rivers website, not only have they got the normal money line, total game, total sets, set spreads, uh, set betting, they have a whole mm-hmm. host of specials as well. Total aces in the final, total number of service breaks, total number of double faults, most aces, most double faults, all available on the website. The one that caught my eye is the most aces, Casper um, Rudd minus a half. So effectively, Casper Rudd to get the most aces. Uh, minus yeah. 143 with Alcaraz at plus 110. So that's... Roughly around about eight to eleven, Casper Rudd to get the most aces. I like that play. Yeah, I've not looked at the stats on that yet, but I, just off the top of my head, his he's, his first serve is is more of a weapon, isn't it, mm-hmm. um, than Alcaraz? So I'd, I'd I'd have to look at the aces per game that they've had so far. But I I I would assume, um, just talking about it now, I would think that he would probably get the most aces. Yeah. Yeah, eight to eleven. Service breaks. That's quite interesting as well. What's the line on service? There's breaks? a lot. There's a lot of service breaks in when uh, in the games. Let's have a look at the price. I get you back to it. Uh, the total service breaks are over seven and a half and under seven and a half minus one fourteen. So around about ten to eleven each or two. Yeah, I probably I might be tempted with the over seven and a half there because these guys are so return oriented, isn't it? Alcaraz has had almost forty percent breaks to serve this tournament. Rude's had I think around about thirty percent. So these are guys that break serve quite a lot. But the flip side of that is if I'm expecting Alcaraz to win it quickly, then 
there might not be quite that many. But I'd, I'd, I'd certainly be tempted in that over seven and a half. I think there'd be a lot of breaks in this. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, number of service breaks over seven and a half at minus 114. And we like Casper Rudd to get the most. Well, I like Casper Rudd to get the most aces uh, at minus 143. So, Sean, mm. your prediction on the final, pretty, I, lo- I love to hear this. This optimism is making me feel really, really good, actually. I was... Mm-hmm. Uh, the only reason I'm head- I was thinking about hedging is because I've had a bad tournament and it guarantees me something back. I mean, if, if Alcaraz wins, then I'm going to win small on the tournament. But so I was thinking about just making sure I got something back. But uh, I'm not sure now. Your confidence has inspired me maybe not to do anything. I don't think we'll ever talk again if he gets beat. But uh, Yeah, you have to find a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so where would you looking at? You're looking at um, that minus one and a half set? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure I can see a situation on Monday morning when where Casper Ruud is the world number one and the U.S. Open champion, having beaten Alcaraz in the final. I, I stand to be to be wrong, but I, I, it just doesn't seem like that's likely to me. Unless there's something seriously wrong with Alcaraz physically, which you know doesn't seem likely, but I suppose it's possible well i hope you're not wrong and i hope you're 100 correct uh we're team alcaraz <laughs> here we've been team alcaraz all the way through the tournament and uh let's make sure that we can cash that six to one ticket and bring it home so a couple of specials we like on the prop markets and sean is very confident alcaraz to get the job done he just can't have a norwegian number one tennis player in casper Ruth and a u.s open champion and i hope he's right and let's move on to the women's this is this evening um it's four o'clock uh, eastern time uh, Shrontek against Onjabur. Shrontek is minus 182. Onjabur is plus 160. The total games is pitched at three and a half with the over and under at 21 and a half. Now, Sean, I know it's not really, you You, you study more on the uh, on the men's uh, draw, but these two mm. have probably been the best two women's players. Consistency throughout the year, Shrontek definitely, but Jabur obviously between spring and, and sort of the early part of uh, the summer. Uh, was 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 the second clearly the second best player in the world. The head to head is two two. Uh, they've had some some decent matches recently, but uh, obviously Shrontek won earlier this year in Rome in their most least recent match. When it's Cincinnati on the hard courts, it was Jabur that won six three six three. And as the tournament has gone on, I don't know if you've watched much of this, but I've been quite impressed with Jabur, especially in the last couple of rounds. I thought she looked really good and she was fantastic against Garcia. I think she stopped Garcia playing. I think she had that massive psychological advantage knowing that she's beaten her in six times they've ever met. Uh, And I think Mm. she should go in here with a little bit of confidence. But on the flip side of that, I thought she threw the Wimbledon final away. I think think Ribikina played okay, but I think the the occasion got to Jabir. And, uh, you know, you're talking about Norwegian tennis. This is Tunisian tennis. What's going to do for African tennis and Tunisian tennis and the pressure this girl's under is immense. Mm. Um, how do you see this one going from what you've, what you've saw and from anything that's caught your eye in the betting? Yeah, I think, I think the thing that caught my eye in the head-to-head, I mean, I, I haven't seen much of the women's tournament, but um, the, head, the thing that stands out in the head-to-head is the fact that Jabir won on grass and on the exact same hardcore surface the lake cold hardcore surface that they have in the US Open in Cincinnati that that's kind of got my ears pricked up a little bit the fact that um Shirontek won on clay you probably expect that um but having won on these hard courts in Cincinnati it was only last last year wasn't it that she beat mm-hmm. Shirontek on these hard courts and beat her on grass suggests that she's got every chance of beating her in in quick conditions so you know I, you, you've been saying all along you don't really fancy Shirontek to win this tournament I know, um, I know. You, you much. I've been saying all along. I don't fancy Shabur either. <laughs> well, well, you thought she was injured, though, didn't you? I, I thought think... she had an injury. They, she's having injury concern coming into it, and I think 
she was she didn't play very well in the first couple of games. I think it was a game early on where she played Pringle, uh, Pringley. I think she she was really poor and she survived a big scare. But as of the last couple of rounds, she's she's looked really really good. Yeah. So I, if fitness issues, if there aren't any, then great. Um, I, I, I definitely couldn't back Shawontek at this price. You know, Shabur's beaten her before in quick conditions. I don't see any reason why she can't beat her again. What you said about the experience in, uh, that she had at Wimbledon didn't didn't really play too well in that Wimbledon final. It's often the case that they don't in their first their first major final. Um, you know, sometimes it just the, the occasion, especially Wimbledon, with all the pomp and ceremony around that tournament. You know, it's 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 a lot for a player to handle. So having had that experience, all the build up, all the hype, all the interviews, everything that you have to do that goes with that. You know, I think the second time is is perhaps perhaps a bit quite a bit easier because you've been there, you've done it. You know, it's not it's not new to you anymore. So I would see that as a positive if I was a if I was a Jabir, uh fan or backer. I, I would definitely see that as a positive. So every chance, I would say, absolutely every chance. Mm, plus one sixty is what you'll get for Jabir. I would probably play a sim- similar way of thinking to Sean, but I would be a little bit more safer. I would go for uh, Jabir plus three and a half games uh, i don't think she's going to lose this heavily uh, and that market is available at minus 117 there's a whole host of props again on the bet rivers website again total aces number of service breaks total double faults most aces uh Shrontek is a very very heavy favorite on the aces as you would expect jabur is much more about the return of serve there's some set offers to win the first set total games in each set as well as all the usual markets so the men's singles on sunday we are team Alcaraz. Yeah, you, yeah. Think, you think he's going to win relatively easy? I'm, I'm a little bit about relatively easy, but I, 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 I think well, three sets will... to one minus one and a half sets. Yeah, is relatively you can easy. have a tough. You can have a tough four sets for tough four setter, can't you? Um, I, th- I think he's going to win. Yeah, all things being equal, I, I would be, I would be very much in favour of Alcaraz winning that match. Yeah, yeah, Alcaraz uh, is our pick from the start for me. I hope. Sean is right, I, I, but there is this cloud over me with the future position and given the way the tournament has gone for me as well. That's, so that's, that's why you're thinking like that, isn't exactly it? Exactly why I'm thinking it. If, if, if you didn't, if you hadn't backed Alcaraz, same as me with Berrettini earlier on. If you know, if you hadn't backed Alcaraz, you'd probably be pretty confident in him winning, wouldn't you? If if I had had this tournament that you had had, and I had had the success and won the money, and I was well up, there'd be no way in the world that I'd be contemplating hedging this position. There you go. But because I, I've had a terrible tournament and I'm financially down, I'm using I'm losing about thirty un, twenty units or something. Because I'm down and I've got everything riding on now Kras winning, I don't mm. want to lo- go out and do the lot. I, I'm thinking, should I hedge and guarantee myself at least fifteen units back to say, right, okay, I've had a poor tournament loss, but I move on to the next one. That's that's that that's the conundrum I find myself in. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously coming at it from a from a very neutral position, but exactly. So um, that's what that's why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking. If I if I was twenty thirty points up and units up and had had a brilliant tournament, I would just run with it and go right. We're going to our crest is going to win. It's no problem. But because I've had a bad tournament, it's that's what's I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're 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 coming at it from a, a, an outright position that you you've got yourself in from the start, which is which is a, a good outright position. You could hedge it quite successfully now, couldn't you? And and have a relaxing uh, Sunday if you mm. wanted to. Well, I've had five relaxing. units on him at six to one, so I stand to win thirty units. And on the tournament, I'm twenty five units down. I can hedge it. I can hedge the position and get about twenty units. Whoever wins, so I can end the tournament minus five, 
or go plus five units, or if he loses, if he loses, I've that probably one of my worst grand slams. And that's the position. <laughs> so it's a difficult, very difficult decision for me. Yeah, to... I've been in this position before. I know yeah. what it's like when you just think, even though, even if you know, if, if your mind is saying, right, he's definitely going to win this, your wallet is saying, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> if you're well, wrong, it's not the wallet, it's, 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 it's the missus. The missus that's saying it. It's the missus <laughs> saying it. But um, never tell yeah. her, you, never well, tell her what your bets are. Well, she she was with me watching him out in New York, but uh, <laughs> I will. Um, well, I've got I've got a day to think about it, so I, have, I don't mm-hmm. have to rush about it today. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna walk the dog. You'll do a lot of my thinking when I walk the dog. Walk yeah, it's a good dog. thinking time. Yeah, very good. I'm gonna walk the dog and have a little think about what I should do. But uh, it's take. I've been heartened by the fact that you think that our crazy will win the game. Not I just I just think but you win the. Uh, I just don't think this is a good matchup for Rude. You know. Uh, I just think Alcaraz has just got too many too many options, too much variety, too much quality. I, Unless he's physically struggling, I can't, I can't really see Rude doing it. Mm. Well, there is a doubt after three. There's always a doubt, isn't it? At the end of a Grand Slam, two weeks, these guys have been going at it, Ammer and Tongs on hard courts. There's always a physical doubt, even if it's not obvious. Mm. Sometimes they're just carrying these things that you don't know about. But um, you know, Rude's not going to be coming in here particularly fresh either. You know, so uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, de- I'm not deviating from my Alcaraz. Uh, okay. Choice. Well, I'm going to. I'm not only. I'm going to listen to what you say, but also want the opinion of the, of the listeners and the viewers on the YouTube channel in the comment box below. Put down. Should Nigel hedge this position, given my situation? I find myself in 25 units down. Alcaraz wins. I go five units up, or I can hedge, hedge the position and lose five units on the tournament. I want to know what you think as well. Put it in the in the box at the bottom. Uh, also, if you want to follow us as well, follow myself and Sean and as well as all the other superb sports handicappers we have uh, contributing on the Bet Rivers Network. You can follow us at Because We Win. Also, follow subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Bet Rivers Network, and there's a whole host of sports shows on there. There's a busy weekend of sport, not only the tennis, the Grand Prix in Italy. We have UFC fights in Las Vegas. We got covered as well as all the soccer all across Europe and the globe, all the biggest leagues across the globe on that network. Sean, thank you very much as always, not only for today, but for your your words of wisdom throughout the tournament in New York. Uh, well done on a competition. And uh, where where will we get, where are we next week? What are, what are we pre, what are, coming back down to? I'm work having for? a week off next week. It's Davis Cup. Oh, Dave, okay, so Dave, we'll have a week off. And, and then we're back with after that. What have we got after that? Uh, off the top of my head, I think it's San Diego and Mets. So there's okay. a lot of new tournaments coming up now because because the, the, most of the Asian swing has been kind of called off. Um, so they've had to come up with a lot of new tournaments. So there's quite a few new indoor tournaments. Um, I'll be in Naples next month actually for the for the for the hardcore outdoor hardcore tournament there. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of new ones come up because they've had to they've had to come up with something to replace the ones they'd had in China. Mm, I'm away next week myself. I'm in Rome next week. Um, work. I take it's my mum and dad's fiftieth wedding anniversary, so I'm taking them to Rome. But what they didn't know, it coincides with England play Italy in Rome. <laughs> which, Do they? Uh, which, I don't know. <laughs> they, 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 they don't know that yet. But uh, uh, I'll be sort of going off to the to the game while while they're looking at the Trevi Fountain. We so, and then my wife doesn't know that yet, so show, keep it amongst ourselves. Well, uh, she sticks YouTube on, she'll find out, won't she? Uh, she, she, she? She much prefers the, go- the the golf show rather than the, for the win rather than the game. <laughs> better match anyway sean it's been a pleasure as always uh well done again thank on you. the tournament and thank you everyone for watching thank you everyone for subscribing and thank you everyone for uh continuing uh the following us here on the app because we've been on the twitter channel as well uh, take care and uh, we'll speak to each other in a couple of weeks 
Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.